Welcome to Expanding the Table Season 2. Join us for a journey of exploration and conversation as we discuss topics around race, culture, and what it means to work towards racial justice together. Well, that takes us to the work that we're asking people to do in their daily life and not just when it's sexy Mm -hmm. or not just when it's in season. Um, And so I think based on that premise, we've created resources to help people to engage with one another um, and have deeper discussions on the concept of race, racism and anti-racism. Um, And so we created a new resource called the What Is Resource, um, and that's what we're here to talk about today. Um, If you would, before you talk, if you would say your name and your um, position, your title at G-Corps, just so that folks listening in will know who's speaking. Um, So What Is Series is our newest resource. It's really exciting. I think exciting, especially because I wasn't part of the discussion on creating it. I kind of like that. <laughs> I mean, uh, you guys want me to part be part of everything, and this one I wasn't. And I was really surprised when you all came to the comms team and said, hey, we're creating this What Is resource, and we'll get it to you by this date. And we got it, mm-hmm. you know? So you guys did the work. The program team did the work. Good job. Um, and so can anyone, can one of you guys tell us about the What Is series? What is it? How did it come about? Just a little intro. So, um, <clears throat> remember your name. Oh, I'm Elaine. <laughs> I am the Senior Director for Finance and Institutional Equity. Uh, the What Is series started from a discussion that Anger, Gio, and I had mm-hmm. in j- July. Mm-hmm. And we were uh, brainstorming about institutional equity, resources, projects, and we kept saying, you know, let's bring it back to the basics to get the widest uh, group of people. Mm-hmm. And we're, the three of us were using words. And all of a sudden we're like, you know, do people know what these words are that we're even talking about? And that's where it started. That's like, let's give a definition to these words that are being used. And the twist is the theological framework for these words, because many people think these words are secular words Mm -hmm. and has nothing to do with their faith, their journey, Mm -hmm. their um, them being followers of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. They think it's totally separate from that journey. So when we looked at these words and uh, we were, uh, I think Gio was making the template. What was very important was the intersection of the words and faith. Mm. So people can understand why we, as part of the church, are using these words that they hear in the secular world and how it ties it all in together. Mm -hmm. So a definition, Mm -hmm. example, and a theological foundation Mm -hmm. framework of what these words mean. So Mm -hmm. some of the words, for example, I'm looking at the list here are ableism, Mm -hmm. accent bias, anti-racism, what is belonging, what is ethnicity, what is race, 
what is cultural bias. Um, and the one, what was the one that came out for gaslighting? Gaslighting. gaslighting. Yeah. That was a word of the year from the dictionary, Merriam-Webster Merriam mm -hmm. dictionary. Uh, what is gaslighting? So um, obviously people are using that word in the world, but people inside the church, are you saying that people inside a church are not understanding what these words really mean or are not using it as much? I think what name. Mm -hmm. name. Oh, I'm Guard Linda, <laughs> and I work in resource development for G Corps. I, for me, I, I think on at least some of the terms, we have different definitions That's for it. the same word, yeah. and so this was our attempt to <clears throat> to invite people into a common definition, mm -hmm. so that when in our resources, in our training, and in our vital conversations with one another, when we when we use these words, that we're starting from a common place. Mm -hmm. And so I think that was probably the main uh, reason. And because um, people um, who are G Corps followers and and customers, clients, and friends are hearing these words and using them, the words themselves in the church, but beyond the church, yeah. um, that they also have a common understanding. I think um, gaslighting is something that that happens, happens regularly, regularly <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, especially in our society now when we uh, seem to, it feels very contentious that we, you know, are, are disagreeing about almost mm -hmm. everything and feeling polarized. Um, that that gaslighting is something that happens that we do with one another, um, and so that's a word whether we use that word or not, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, we do it, and so we need to know what we're talking about. If I accuse someone of gaslighting, let's hope I'm using it uh, correctly and in a way that other person can mm -hmm. understand. The other yeah. reason why we did the word definition is because we realized that. Throughout time, there are different words being used. Yeah, mm -hmm. that that was one of yeah. the large because we were talking about how um, people of example, color. Yes, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, you yeah. know mm -hmm. how we 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 say BIPOC, mm -hmm. um, and some people say POC. You know, <laughs> some people say minorities. Some you know, and and just the history of these mm -hmm. words. Mm -hmm. And where we are now, because I think when we interact with people, maybe from different regions or different ages, um, I rarely hear a younger person say the word minorities, yeah. mm -hmm. but the older generation <coughs> uses that word so frequently. We, all the can time. we say that or not? <laughs> minorities. I mean... I don't like to be the word police. I think <laughs> you can say whatever you want. I think... Part of what we're trying to do is raise awareness. That, and if we're mm -hmm. talking about uh, people who are black, um, you know, Latin American, um, Asian Pacific Islander Native, you know, we are uh, the majority of the world's people. Mm -hmm. So to say that we're a minority is not even correct. Mm -hmm. And so if we're trying to be correct, um, then I think. I wouldn't use the word minority, but I think I'm less about word policing, but helping people to understand that the words that we use have power and they have yeah. meaning. Mm -hmm. So, 
Yeah, I think to go along with that, Name. Inga, (laughs) Senior Director of Programs and Education, Elaine, I knew, yes. (laughs) She's a name police now. Make Um, me do it. Yeah, to go along with, Garlinda, what you were saying about to educate people and get them thinking about it. The other part of the uh, of the what is series at one page are the reflection questions mm-hmm. that I think are super helpful mm-hmm. because there's one way where we can read a definition and think, okay, I understand that, yeah. and then read the theological framework and be like, I understand that, but then we've never thought about how does that apply to my personal discipleship, and mm-hmm. then also how um, I'm living it out. Mm. Mm-hmm. where I am. And so to to have those reflection questions, I think is super helpful for folks. Um, and not just seasoned, what we call seasoned people in the work of, of justice, but also people who are just coming into this work or just starting their journey mm-hmm. um, and really want to, you know, search their heart. Um, if it's if they're really about transformation and figure out where are they in terms of how they feel about this word mm-hmm. or its use or where they've heard it used or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think the reality is that for many of our um, of our constituents uh, in a predominantly white church in the United States, they've never heard or seldom heard a sermon yeah. about. The, the correlation between uh, fighting racism and their faith, um, addressing racial justice, looking at systemic <clears throat> issues of racial justice or gender justice and faith. Mm-hmm. And so it's an invitation again to hear the gospel anew and to apply it to that aspect of our lives together as human beings and our lives together as Christians. I work with so many yeah. people who challenge that this is political and not theological. Um, and one of the things that I've, the Mark story of the gospel is helping me to understand is that, you know, all life is theological and yeah. all, all politics is theological because we're talking about what we value and by extension, what God values. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if we believe that God values all people and that God abhors sin against one another, then um, to talk about racism in the context of that is, and to talk about how that is and what the biblical stories are that point to that, I think is is just very important for me as a Christian. Mm-hmm. And And it is designed for people who are first learning and seasoned. Yeah. Because for the people who are first learning, you can take any of the what is and you can learn for yourself, but you can also use it as a Sunday school Mm -hmm. that a group of people can look at the same what is and talk about the definition, talk about how they perceive the word and how they perceive it now. And the reflection questions, you know, when we designed it, it was for everybody because nobody is there. Nobody crossed the line. So it's for anyone in any place they are on their journey to learn more about themselves and each other, uh, whether they want to do it alone or with people. I think sometimes when 
you're not comfortable talking about race or anti-racism or that we hope that this would help the person feel mm -hmm. a little more comfortable mm -hmm. to talk about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I'm mm -hmm. looking at the reflection questions <clears throat> and it can be a self-reflective question. Mm -hmm. And I can also see how these questions can be really helpful in a group setting. Because yep. um, how one person answers it will be really helpful for me to see it in another perspective. Um, I'm right now looking at the what is cultural bias, which I'm like, oh, I, need, I know this. <laughs> I don't need to know what it means. I already know this. I live it. <laughs> and the first reflection question is, think of the last sermon you heard and the illustrations to which the preacher referred. Yep. What cultures were reflected in the sermon? Yep. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know, that, that makes me think. Yeah. Because when you're listening to a sermon, you're not you're not listening it for those perspectives, mm -mm. right? You're mm -mm. just listening. You're just seeing what you need to learn from the sermon. Um, but <clears throat> but we're oftentimes missing the point of how are you being inclusive? How are you being? How are how is culture being depicted in yeah. these? illustrations even in a simple sermon on a sunday morning mm -hmm. and how is it being received based yeah. on what the culture of the different people are mm -hmm. right you know you're going to hear it if you're talking about family you're going to hear it differently um if you are from a nu nuclear family community where the nuclear family is is central mm -hmm. <clears throat> than if you are in a community where extended families live together mm -hmm. or if you're a person who's single and doesn't have a blood uh, or birth family. So that whole idea. Mm -hmm. Or monocultural yes. church. Yes. Mm -hmm. yes. You know, if everybody at church is primarily from the same ethnic or mm -hmm. racial background, mm -hmm. it's very different when your pastor is at a cross-racial, cross-cultural appointment. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. Or if there are people in the pews that, who look differently from one another. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I think having a cross-racial, cross-cultural experience in the church may highlight this series even more. Mm -hmm. And as people talk about it or talk about their sermons, that these words will come into use more mm -hmm. and can understand, mm -hmm. you know, how another culture, another ethnic group may look at these words differently than their own culture does mm -hmm. or why why, you know, many BIPOC communities talk about race and culture and racism as part of their faith. It's right. intertwined, mm -hmm. you know, where in white dominant communities, you know, it may not be part of the sermon as frequently as it is in other communities. Mm -hmm. And we talked yeah. about how these words or this series of resources can be helpful for you know, Sunday schools, mm -hmm. not only for adults, I can see not how people kids. can use this for kids. Mm -hmm. Youth groups. Yeah. Teens. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. definitely. Because it goes back to the foundation. Mm -hmm. yeah. It talks about it in simple terms, gives real examples, and then the theological framing and then the reflection questions. Um, so going back to gaslighting, because that <laughs> is the word of the year. <laughs> I think that's one of the more complicated words it is. In, it is. In, in this series. Yeah. I wouldn't start with that word. Yeah. 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 Wait till the end of next year. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. 
I was, were you guys surprised that that was the word of the year? I wasn't. You, okay. Yeah, I wasn't. Because I, I, that has been, to <clears throat> me, that has been the political, That's what that, I, has, yeah. that has colored all of our politics mm-hmm. for the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, and that going along with that, um, you know, you're either for it or against it. And if mm-hmm. you're against it, I think uh, with, with, white Christian nationalism mm-hmm. um, to say that if you are not in line with all of these things, you're not a Christian. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's right. that's a form of gaslighting. Yeah. You cannot be a Christian if you think like this. Mm-hmm. And I think we on the we on on different sides of the spectrum do that to one another. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a challenge to us because we want to call out behaviors and we want to call out ways in which human sinfulness keeps us at at a distance from God and from one another. Mm-hmm. And how do you do that without gaslighting, yeah. you know, because then you also, you know, you would we feel like we, you know, we're propping up our own way of thinking. Yeah. And so that it's a yeah. real challenge. Mm-hmm. And it's not just one side. It's it's just been the way things have yeah. been. So I wasn't surprised. Yeah. I think people don't think that I don't think they understand when they are gaslighted mm-hmm. you know like mm-hmm. I know I don't mm-hmm. you know where it's like you know you second guess yourself you know <laughs> you're like wait a minute you know or you make excuses for mm-hmm. like what they said so I, I I think that's one of the harder concepts because mm-hmm. there's an intentionality mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. gaslighting. Mm-hmm. They're intentionally doing this to you. Mm-hmm. And it's very hard, I think, for an individual to mm-hmm. really believe that someone is trying to do this to you mm-hmm. or that you mistakenly think this and you don't want to, you know. I, I think that's one of the harder concepts. To, yeah. I was curious yeah. to ask to how you all would... Um, spin a theological framing around the word gaslighting. Mm-hmm. And I read it mm-hmm. and I was surprised mm-hmm. that, you know, gaslighting did happen in the Bible. Oh my gosh. Was the original gaslighting. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We yeah. yeah. That right. was everything. And so to okay. like to think about it from that perspective. Mm-hmm. Yes. If Satan Mm-hmm. was the original gaslighter, then that means that when I am gaslighting my neighbor, mm-hmm. I'm intentionally participating in the work of Satan. Mm. And then <laughs> you Ooh. just have to right? mm-hmm. <laughs> you just have to stop. You're like, well, mm-hmm. you know, but even denominationally, I'm always like where we sit as a denomination and even in my like my own work in ministry in the local church. Mm-hmm. We, what we tell ordinance, what, you know, we talk about that we have a, a theological framework, right, for discerning the work of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, scripture, tradition, reason, and experience, mm-hmm. right? So gaslighting is particularly disturbing for me because it takes a special kind of cognitive dissonance to be able to disconnect yourself from your own experience mm-hmm. in order to cross over and tell somebody else, oh, no, no, you didn't really experience that. You mm-hmm. didn't see what you saw. Mm-hmm. You know, sit down. It's it's fine. Um, that's, a, that's another level of violence 
mm-hmm. and we don't label it as violence in the church because it's normalized, but that's another another label of uh, another level of violence that um, disconnects us from God and each other mm-hmm. yeah. when it happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we believe it. Yes, like we believe it. It's like if if you ask someone if somebody discriminated against you and you ask someone's like they really Mm -hmm. do what i think they did and the person's like no you're reading too much into this you know you're being sensitive is that gaslighting (laughs) (laughs) no is it is it gaslighting when someone says you're being too sensitive or they didn't mean it that way you know you're like all so it it is hard Mm -hmm. i Mm -hmm. i think it's very hard to to trust how one feels, mm-hmm. how the other one perceives. Um, I, I think that's a hard. Yeah. And I think that that, you know, understanding how someone feels or trying to read that um, is often colored by our social location. Yes, it is. You yeah. know, uh, yeah. if we're if we continue to put forth that that white ness is the definition of goodness and so then we're told oh of course they didn't mean it that way Mm -hmm. you know and we don't talk like this but we have put forth a society where whiteness is the definition of goodness and Mm -hmm. so of course they don't mean it that way Mm -hmm. um but it's it's uh, intent is not always the same as impact. Yep. And that's where, you know, gaslighting becomes very, the conversation about gaslighting becomes very different because I think many times people, and I won't say this about politicians, but normal people <laughs> are not <laughs> intending to gaslight. No. They're intending to make a point yep. based from their location. And uh, if they're the and they universalize, yeah. we've all had the same experience. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, again, with people of faith, the thing that that this series helps us to do is to find a common language yeah. to begin the conversation. And how many words do we have all together in this series? Gosh, is it like thirty-five. Thirty-five and counting. Thirty-five. I think and we have counting, about thirty-five, yeah. and we have four more coming in January. Great. And that will. We never said we would end this series, mm-hmm. so I think we Just would be it. open to adding mm-hmm. to it. But the next series is going to be regarding concepts. Mm-hmm. Oh. And so this is on definite words and definition, right? Mm-hmm. And then concepts, mm-hmm. right? So okay. it, it just takes it up another mm-hmm. level. Again, for people, for beginners and for mm-hmm. experienced people, mm-hmm. just to understand certain concepts and how it intersects with one's faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I would yeah. say if our if if people who are paying attention to us have a word that comes up that they yeah. feel that's being used a lot in in the context of our racial justice work and intersectionality, they ought to bring it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, sometimes we're ahead of the yeah. curve, but sometimes we, you know, we learn from our folks. Yeah. And words change. And very words change. quickly. Yes. Very quickly. Mm-hmm. New words arise. Yeah. Yeah. So Oxford Dictionary also has a word of the year. And their word of the year is goblin mode. Yes. Huh. Did yes. you guys see that? I, I saw, saw that. that. I saw that. Do you know what that means? Goblins. I had to look it up. 
Yes. I, I had to look it up. So goblin mode is a neolog- neologism for rejecting societal expectations and living in an unkept hedonistic manner without regards to self-image. Oh. So it's, you know, <laughs> like a, a lot of... It's like a beach bum back in the day. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like the big kahuna back in the day. Yeah, so I don't know if we want to add that word or if we need to or not. I don't oh think so, gosh. but who knows? John the Baptist was kind of like that. <laughs> on God's yeah. Own. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, we talk about it pejoratively, but, you know, it's the true. hair shirt, eating honey and locusts. And honey. Right. You know, Hanging out in the wilderness. Yeah, know. yeah. That's no funny. credit card. I mean, come on. <laughs> well, thank you all for being part of this conversation and shedding light into this important resource. Um, I hope everyone that's listening checks it out. It's on our resource website, r2hub.org, um, on the What Is series. And you can go to the library, and there's a whole list there. Um, for the What Is series. So thank you all for tuning in. Thank you all for being part of the conversation. Thank you. Thank you you for listening to Expanding the Table. For faith-based resources on race, culture, and equity, head over to www.r2hub.org. If you enjoyed our podcast, we'd love to hear from you. Please subscribe, rate, and give us a review. We hope you'll join us next time.